I'm Sarah Edwards. I'm Secretary General of Housing Europe, which represents public cooperative and social housing providers at EU level. So maybe could you just start by telling me a little bit about Housing Europe. It's not something that's very well known in the public consciousness in Ireland, but you know, when I when I looked at what you're doing, it is an enormous scan of, of both countries and agencies under your, your remit. So um, we are representing, it's a total of approximately, let's say 10% of the total residential stock in Europe. It's about 25 million um, dwellings, so homes. But the 10% is really the average. So this can be, as we are seeing today in Vienna, that can be up to 60% of the housing provided by limited profit housing cooperatives, public housing providers, or in Sweden, up to 30%. In Netherlands, um, which is the highest proportion of over over 30% in Europe. So the 10% is the average, but it, um, it hides a huge diversity of the different proportions um, that, um, that the non profit housing providers make up in the broad, broader social housing sector, in the broader housing sector, sorry. So I was listening to what your yeah. colleague Cedric mm. was saying today, mm. and actually, in a sense, some of the principles that you're looking at in the recommendations that you would mm-hmm. be given to national governments across Europe, in looking at affordable housing, mm-hmm. within your principles and what Cedric was bringing out today, could mm-hmm. you just give us an idea of what you're seeking? These are very pragmatic organisations um, that we're working with, so I prefer not to dwell too much on either definitions of social housing or definitions of affordability. What they're trying to do is answer a need, and that can be completely different in different um, different, different environments. But what, what we see generally across Europe is that rents and uh, mortgage rates, the amount of money you need to pay back a mortgage, are diverging hugely from salaries. So this is the fact and this is what we're trying to deal with. So trying to address that, those people that are being left out of the market. And now obviously, while you're looking at a a European story across Mm -hmm. a wide range of very different countries, you come from Ireland and we're going through a particular crisis in Mm -hmm. housing. So from the perspective of, of your both knowledge of Ireland, but also the outside eye with that context, how do you see the Irish story? I think Ireland um, has quite a lot in common with uh, Mediterranean countries in that our DNA or our the tradition in Ireland is really to be a homeowner. If you go back a few decades, this actually worked because this were people's expectations and the fact was that the majority could access home ownership. So this radical change, the fact that it's also a very open, globalised economy, so it has been hugely affected by the economic crisis. And obviously it is not alone. We are seeing housing crisis and lack of affordable housing across um, European capitals. But I think the, the difference is is that this tradition of home ownership, which we are, our cities are used to, which our government is used to, our main uh, political parties are used to, it's just it hasn't caught up with the new realities of the societal needs. And um, and this is the challenge now to try to really use the resources that is um, Europe. So look at how other cities are managing this, how they have managed it in the past and um, really tackle it from the bottom up.
So really go to every um, village, every town, every city, look at what resources they have available, look at what regulation is need to boost the supply of affordable housing. Does that mean looking at the, the tax uh, regime? Are we giving too m- much uh, favourable tax um, allowances to funds which are only interested in investment when they have a very high return on investment? We should be favouring, with our regulatory regime, we should be favouring those housing providers which are looking at a perhaps 3 um, 5% uh, return on investment per year over the very long term where housing remains affordable in perpetuity. We should be looking who are those actors, what do they need so that they can build up that stock and then at the same time you need to be looking at different measures at the same time you have to be looking at how rent um, can be regulated. You can look at what other cities are doing across Europe, across the world, to try to address it. That's a really tricky balance to meet. But I think the trick is here, we have to look at the regulatory framework, to look at the finance, and we have to look at the supply side, the demand side. It really has to be a holistic approach. And nobody is saying it, it's easy, and nobody is saying that Dublin is alone with this challenge. Well, finally, just to, mm-hmm. to wrap up, a lot of people today, when they were presenting, were talking about the European Union mm-hmm. actually having a much bigger role in housing. Mm-hmm. And we heard there in the final speech about the connection between the UN goals, the sustainable goals, being linked to obviously the European partnership mm-hmm. and, and its urban plan. Like this disconnect, which often is between Europe mm-hmm. and housing, is being challenged by lots of people at this conference in Vienna. Do you, as an organisation, really feel that Europe needs to see housing as something that is part of their territory and remit? Absolutely not. We do not want an EU competence on housing. Housing is a local issue. Housing needs have to be determined and identified locally. And what we are trying to achieve is actually coherence when it comes to EU policy. Because you have quite a few... EU policies which have a very narrow vision of of um, housing markets. So you have, since the economic crisis, you have a so-called economic surveillance, which is trying to detect overheating of of economies. But they are merely looking at house prices. They are not um, looking at the overburden rate, so the lack of affordability, the amount people are paying in rent. So. What, what we see, because of this lack of coherence, you've got a lot of contradictions coming from EU level. And you've also got limitations. So in Ireland, for instance, because of the stability and growth pact, you've got limitations on, on local spending. And that means that local authorities and housing associations alike are actually limited in what they can invest in housing. And here we are in the middle of a housing crisis when we are seeing unlimited funds coming from investment funds into the sector, into speculation to make a short-term profit. And at the same time, we are seeing Eurostat definitions as applied by the Irish Statistical Office together with um, with Eurostat, which actually limit the, the investment capacity of those actors that want to address the problem. So, I mean, it's not this is not about a question of blaming who is to blame. It's a question of how to find a way out of this crisis. And um, EU competence is definitely not the answer, but the EU has to be coherent. They have to look at what ways their legislation are actually restricting or even giving a perception of restricting capacity at local level. Because this, the complexity, for example, of state aid rules um, can actually give the perception to, to local authorities that it's too complex. They don't want to risk having a fine down the line. So, so it might be that... Um, 
Uh, from the European Commission perspective, the legislation is quite clear. State aid roles are not an obstacle. However, this perception can be very different. So it's a, it's about making those messages clear and not sending any mixed signals. We need all hands on deck to, to address this affordability problem. Or we're facing cities where vulnerable groups, key workers and those people who need affordable housing will have to leave.